When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, filthy animals? It is another episode of Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben Secord. And I'm Davo. And today, we will be giving our top five films that should have won Best Picture. Because sometimes, you know, it's just not right that that film did win Best Picture and this film did not. We will give our films that so sit back relax let's talk some movies and dave i'm 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 an oscar junkie i'm i'm a big oscar guy i know you know it has its uh negative notions towards it i know it has its negative feelings from certain people how it's just hollywood patting themselves on the back but i'm a i'm a big oscar guy i love the oscars and i it's my movie super bowl yeah, well, the Oscars deserve the Academy does deserve some criticism for playing too much to politics and playing yes. too much to you know the ideas of the day uh, when they should be focusing purely on the artistic merits of the films right. in that period. Instead, sometimes they allow themselves to be carried away, uh, and that leads to snubs. Right. So here we are, leading. You know, we're picking our top five snubs. I think is how how I would say. Uh, these are the movies that should have won, absolutely, in the years that they were made. And instead, they were chosen for whatever reason. We don't know why, necessarily. But this was the wrong choice. The Academy made a mistake here. Yes. I, uh, yes, that's, uh, that's a great way to describe it. And so, yeah, we, we will be giving our films that should have won Best Picture. But uh, the one caveat is... We picked films that were actually nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, we initially toyed with the idea of movies that maybe didn't even get a nomination, but that's just a bit too broad. Uh, We wanted to keep it, you know, we don't want to pick obscure movies here. Right. (laughs) To keep it simple and to keep it, you know, more, you know, a bit more light and a bit more probable. uh, These are the movies that really should have won in the years that they were made. Not just picking. Oh, I love this movie, and it should have won, you know, regardless of whatever. And there are there, I I have a couple in mind uh, that I, th- I believe transcend the years that they were made. Uh, but in general, we're looking at because there's a couple years. The, the one year I will say, 2007 uh, was a, an amazing year yeah. for movies. You've got No Country for Old Men. You've got There Will Be Blood. Yep. Uh, 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 the Michael Clayton, Michael Clayton, which yeah. is a great movie on its own. I mean, almost could uh, Michael Clayton could have could win in in another year. Uh, so yeah, so that's the kind of year where I don't want to fight on that. You know, even though I love all of them, this is about picking great movies, timeless movies that honestly just should have won Best Picture, almost you know on their own merit, yep. just without, in my opinion. Without much debate, uh, yeah. and ones that have left their mark in cinema forever. Yeah, especially you know older ones. You look back on it, and you might not remember. You know, maybe not be an Oscar junkie like us, but uh, 
you know, you look back on it and you you look at it and you're like, well, wow, that did not win Best Picture. Right. How, how is that possible? Here we are <laughs> talking know? about this movie decades later, right. but yet something else won that I can't even name. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's 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 give our top five. So Dave has his five. I have my five, and we'll see how different it is. Yeah, Maybe we are, there's some similar ones here. We'll see. We've found, uh, you know, we've conquered the ability to actually number our. <laughs> Choices from That's right. five to one. So yes, our our top five this this time will be ranked. We are going five to one rather than just having no particular order. Yeah, nope. Yeah, uh, we're you know we want to make Michael Brennan happy. I feel like he shamed us into you know <laughs> picking <laughs> picking a correct order. You know he is a professional. Right. You know he's the professional. Reviewer and you know his appearance the last time when he's like you know you morons can't decide. Well. I'll, here we are proving him wrong. Yeah, exactly. Us. I mean, he he talks bad about us, but he does. Well, we, he's a pro. But. Yeah, he's a pro. We respect him, and you know, he's new to Twitter, so be sure to follow him at MB Movie Guy. Yeah, you know, he nabbed a pretty snappy <laughs> uh, uh, call sign, and he doesn't really like Twitter, but you know, he'll go on and do it. He's more of a he's more of a written word guy. Yeah, he's... Uh, whatever. But anyways, yeah. but I'll go on my. My number five is 1979's Apocalypse Now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Francis Ford Coppola. This is the movie that nearly bankrupted Coppola and nearly killed <laughs> Coppola. Yes. Because uh, he put all his reputation and uh, wealth. He, he, he tried to start his own uh, film studio, American Zotrope. He put his movie into this, and it became a cluster. Yeah. yeah. I think it was 288 days of filming, and it was miserable for everybody involved. Uh, if you want to – if you've seen the movie, great. If you haven't, you need to watch the documentary uh, Hearts of Darkness, uh, Filmmakers something – I forget the exact title. It's a 1991 yeah, – Heart, Yeah, Hearts of Darkness. Hearts of Darkness. Which was basically made by his wife, his wife while yeah, filming. She, she was doing like her own footage of him working. Uh, it's narrated partially by her. And you watch the, 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 the cast – and they all seem like they're all on drugs <laughs> and all out of their minds. Absolutely. Uh, Martin Sheen. He Dennis was, Hopper. Yeah, Dennis Hopper is completely – he's out of his mind in the film and out, you know outside the film. Martin Sheen, I think, had health issues. He had like a collapse. Everyone, like they barely made it through the production. And it basically, when you see the uh, – in this documentary, well, of course in the movie, but you see how this is going on and on. It's over budget. It's a disaster. And then he finishes it, and this movie is brilliant. Yeah, this is—I uh, will say—this is the best Vietnam War movie. Yeah, I don't think Platoon comes close to this no. movie. This but- shows the insanity of war and what men—I uh, mean, I think because I wasn't there—but uh, the insanity of going through that situation was the men that were on drugs and going through this craziness and just killing people because that's what, that's kind of your job, right? Uh, and how like the jungle makes everybody crazy. And yeah, I mean, it, it's like you said. The only other thing I can compare it to is Deer Hunter. Yeah, um, but cool. even so, I think this is this is <laughs> this. I think Deer Hunter was a that. bit more of a psychological, yeah, and drama. and also more of the the after effects of the war. Yeah. I'd say where right. this is just in the war. When this is there. where you're. This in is the what thick it's of it. like to be there. Yep. 
<laughs> when you're, I don't think anything captures, or you, at least makes me feel right, that when you're in the shit, right? Um, yeah, but uh, but spoiler alert, yeah, Apocalypse Style. It's my number three, so I'm going to talk about it as well right now because yeah, Apocalypse Now, 1979. The year, uh, the the film that did win it that year was Kramer versus Kramer, right? Which is a which, good movie. Yeah, I love great that movie. Performances, yeah, Dustin Hoffman, Meryl Streep. I love that of movie. Course. But Apocalypse Now, first of all, the the amount like you you were talking about the amount of effort and work that went behind oh, this God. movie was enough to make. Just give it best picture right there. So here's Coppola on the heels of Godfather 1 and 2 where he's like, his star could not have risen higher. And he takes on this project yeah. based on uh, Conrad's uh, Heart of Darkness novel uh, going into Africa, which is a bit different. And he he's like writing on set. And the process is insane. I mean, yeah. you you almost have to watch, if you haven't seen this, you have to watch this movie, which is long. But you have to watch the companion documentary to really almost yeah, appreciate. How absolutely, because I mean, especially because you got Marlon Brando in this movie, oh, who, who's supposed to only you know shoot for a week, and he's the you know he's the essential part of this movie. He's this got his is, own problems. He's the uh, MacGuffin of this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know he's he's what the, he's the thing, what drives yeah. the the plot forward, and he shows up to the movie I guess sixty pounds overweight or Weight, something, and he's yeah, like he's shy just, about his fat body absolutely. and all this weird stuff. <laughs> But even with that, his performance oh, is God. just genius. Like, you're an Aaron absolutely boy genius. Sent by grossly, grocery yep. carts to collect. Apparel. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the horror, yeah. the horror of war, and just it's judgment that defeats us. Yeah, yeah. this is like he takes, uh, like we, uh, he he's like the logical. He takes war to its logical conclusion. Right. You send me here to kill people and to conquer a territory, so therefore. He goes on his own, and he actually kind of does just that. Yeah. He, you know, takes his own little space and kills everyone around him. He's like, I, "How how am I crazy? This is what you sent me here right. for. You know, you're gonna make me a killing machine, and then you're gonna declare me insane. That's insane, right? You know that. And it, then him talking about just uh, you know what what he saw, you know, going to help these you know children and these right. and these people. And then go back and see that all their you know limbs have been chopped off and things like that, and just the the, the genius of that that you can you know you know f- kill without feeling, kill without that, yeah, and just the the the, the horror of that, and just the, how he was just the epiphany he had from that, and just how he was able yeah. to then turn into this village that he created, and ah, uh, just and he knew he knew that he was. Not a good person. No, yeah, absolutely. He said, "You have the right to kill me. Right. You have the right to kill me, but you do not have the right to judge me. Right. Um, it, which is just brilliant. This it's is a brilliant, brilliant, haunting movie. Yep. That lives on. Uh, this is the Vietnam War. Yeah. Absolutely. This is, if not the best, it is maybe second, the second best. Yeah. War movie. How? Yeah. How this did not win Best Picture is beyond me. I mean, yeah, Kramer versus Kramer. It's a is good great. movie. You know, it's just a fight for custody. Uh, <laughs> that's what that right. movie is. It's, which I love. I love Kramer versus I, Kramer. I, but, I would uh, say that the the performances of the two actors who who are great uh, maybe clouded. The judgment. Yeah. Apocalypse Now was an amazing disaster. Yep. Absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, so that's my number three. That's your number five. Right. So, so yeah, we're we're in agreement there uh, so far in our list. Um, anything else on Apocalypse Now? No, that's all I got. Okay, so uh, my number five, I mean, it may seem obvious, it may seem cliche, um, it may seem a little, even a little silly, but uh, I have uh, the the original Star Wars, 1977. Mm. What One that year was Annie Hall. Love Annie Hall, love Woody Allen, <laughs> love everything about it. Yeah. Um, but it's a comedy, you know, it, it didn't do anything, you know, it may be the best rom-com. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Rom-com, but, but star Wars was groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this changed film forever. Not only sci-fi, it changed film forever. I mean, you got to obviously, you know, groundbreaking stuff with the technology and what they were able to do, but it also has traditional storytelling, you know, within it, you know, it's got uh, the hero's journey, the typical hero's journey, and it just—it's uh, weird, actually, trying to describe what I feel <laughs> about Star Wars, just because Star Wars is just my life. This right? Is, I mean, how many times movies. have you seen this? Yeah, movie, exactly. Like... I mean, it's just—it's—it it even holds up today. I'd even say. I mean, yeah, some of the effects, I guess, are a little outdated Not at this really. point, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, they used practical effects. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it. Um, I think it's aged very well. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I just love, I mean, I guess when I, you know, was preparing for the show, I guess the one thing that just stood out to me is just, you know, Luke is just stuck on this island. You know, we've, we've, we've all been stuck at some point, not island, I should say, this planet uh, in this world. You know, we've all been stuck at some point in our lives and we just want we're looking to the stars to see what's, what else is out there. And he, he is able to to get there you know he's able to harness that and and you know obviously it took his aunt and uncle to be killed and you know tragedy to happen but you know he he's been looking for something else his whole life looking at the stars and in the epitome of this movie what really sets the tone for this movie what Again, the the epitome of this movie is him looking at the sunset, looking off at those two yeah, suns with that, with that music, score. amazing yeah. score, and just uh, you know, we we long for you know what else something is out else. there, something yeah. else. We all long for that. Yeah, we all we all long for that. And, uh, and the sunset. Yep, that yeah. reminds me of. Uh, well, there's a line of Lord of the Rings, but Twilight fancies, <laughs> which, is, which is actually it. I mean, it's at the end of the night. You imagine yourself. Doing something, going and doing, trying to do something great, and Luke does. Yeah, and, and you know, Lucas, George Lucas, I will. I don't. I'm not ashamed to rag on him. This is his crowning achievement in his last absolutely great achievement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go back and you look at it, which you, I know you have, some of the initial ideas, sketches, art for this movie. They are terrible. Yeah. They are the cheesiest, yeah. most ridiculous thing in the world. And he, Lucas, you know, to his absolute credit, he pulls off the nearly impossible. Yeah. And I think. And spawns a universe that is maybe the best universe ever created. Right. And I think the, the you know, what what, you know makes that happen is you know the greatest people surround themselves by great people you know right. like you know to relate it to sports you know coaches surround themselves by other great coaches yeah you, you got know, your lucas your spielberg your coppola yeah you know, these guys these yeah. are these guys are all buddies they're all talking to each other they're all critiquing each other's yeah. films until they got too big when maybe they stopped listening to the other one right uh 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can 100% see Annie Hall is, is an amazing movie. Right, yeah. I mean, but and, Star Wars changed movies, and like, you know, and, and, and what I would say is, yeah, it created a universe that is an incredible yeah. fictional mm-hmm. universe. To this day, still stands. You it, know, I mean, it's, you know, obviously it had the flops. It's never that. ending. Right, never ending. Obviously, we had the, the terrible prequels, things like that, but I mean, it still lives on still is going on um so yeah i mean for it to not win best picture is just kind of just a, a letdown to me i mean it's 1977 this is just again it changed movies forever from this point shocking and, movie and it, really that it, that, yeah. it, that it ever became what it did yeah absolutely. it could have just been a terrible little like b movie with like a guy wearing a furry suit mm-hmm. and a robot that was terrible and instead you get this Kind of a beautiful movie, right? Absolutely, and and I love the you know again trying to break you know I don't feel like I've ever broke down Star Wars before and why I loved it, but it's it's you know when preparing for the show again was just uh you know it's the it's again it's the movie about it's not the destination it's the journey you right. know it's the adventure you're able to go on it's that's a what great we all have film. inside of us it absolutely is you know it's just like once you get to that destination you're going to want to long for more so i mean it's it's not about the destination yeah. it's about what gets you there so yeah star wars is my number five great pick uh my number four this is a movie that i feel like gets picked on uh and gets little bit of you know snide remarks, but I don't care. This is 2004 Sideways. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think uh, this is an incredible movie. I've yeah. seen this many times, and whenever it's on, it sucks me back in. This is an Alexander Payne movie yep. who's made The Descendants uh, election. and Which Descendants made my honorable mention, by the way. That was a great <sighs> movie. So, Gorgeous. Payne makes great, he, he directs great characters. And the Paul Giamatti character in this movie. Well, it's interesting because it's Paul Giamatti and uh, his friend. Thomas Hayden Church. Yes. Yep. They're almost like an odd couple, opposite sort of friendship. So the Paul Giamatti character, he's like uh, introverted, neurotic, sort of. He's a wine guy, of course. Maybe that's what gets the critique. Um, And his friend's the same... He's more like a womanizer kind of guy, like happy-go-lucky. And they compliment each other. They're still buddies. And I, The thing I love about this movie, it's just about just... It's like a midlife thing with two guys trying to figure out their life. Right. And they're very opposite. And it's just beautiful because the the Paul Giamatti character, he's he's divorced and he's obsessing over his wife. And he, meanwhile, he's got this passion for wine. Yep. Which I love. And it's not just, I don't care about wine per se, but the fact that, you know, anyone has a passion. You know, we talked about this in Midnight in Paris episode, which you always go back. You know, you have that thing that you do that even though you're miserable, you have this thing that you can always call back to. Right. You know, he's depressed or whatever, but when they're talking about wine, he's like, well, yeah, it has this character and the way you grow the grape, it like struggles because it's like not too hot and not too cold. And, you know, I love that. And this is such an approachable movie. And then it's sort of like the quest for sort of a weird guy, which uh, maybe I'm a weird guy. We all kind of feel like we're a weird guy. To find uh, a woman that loves you for who you are. Right. Which is what he gets in the end, which is what we all want in the end, is to find someone that just appreciates us for who we are. Right. Even though we don't, we're not always honest in the beginning about what we've done or who we are 
but we find someone that appreciates us, and that is like almost like life's greatest achievement. Yeah, to find someone that cares yeah. about you that much, just accepting, just being accepted and loved. That's it. I mean, yeah. that's life, man. Yeah. And this movie takes me on this ride. And I love it so much. And yeah. I don't care if anyone knocks this movie. And I know it's like, you know, you know, pretentious and with the wine stuff, I get it. You know, there's a whole thing about well, he doesn't like Merlot, so you know, people didn't buy Merlot after the movie. <laughs> I don't care about any of that. I love Paul Giamatti. I love yeah. this movie. This should have been best picture. This, yeah. You know, it lost to a million dollar baby. Which is like, oh, is that what it lost yeah. to? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Paul Giamatti in this Whatever. movie is fantastic. Yeah, I, I, He's I fantastic I love, in everything though. Yeah, I love this movie as well. I mean I I discovered this one two yeah, a year ago, two years ago. Brilliant movie. Uh, finally was able to to watch it. But yeah, you're you're right. I mean it's it's something about it is just so captivating. Yeah. These, these these two guys just going on this you know bachelor party. They're away. And, they're gonna do like a golf trip or something. Yeah. And it just turns into this whole thing, like a referendum on your life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, I love I love the the bittersweet ending. Yeah. And, and yeah, just uh, him him that's life. Him, him describing wine. I, I love when people talk about something yeah. with passion. They have that thing. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna talk about this later. A little spoiler alert in the list. But yeah. People are you know people are interested in something you're passionate about. When you talk with something with you know passionately people are going to be drawn to that and that's what i was drawn to because <laughs> yeah. like yeah i can't, i don't really care about wine but when Not he's describing yeah. it but you know when you relate it to what you know life and things like that you know he's talking about the pinot you know the pinot wine is right you know you it's have like to a metaphor cater it. for himself to, maybe yeah or absolutely um you know obviously don't know i don't can't think of it off the top of my head because i don't know yeah the um, exact quotes but yeah this is the an outstanding movie. Yeah. This is the kind of movie where whenever I see it on replay it on IFC or whatever, I will watch it and I will get sucked back into it. It, excuse me, uh, Virginia Madsen, I think is the actress. Yeah, she's great in this too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Outstanding Beautiful movie. Film. Yeah, and it's it's a film not many people know about. I don't think either. I mean, it was just kind of under the radar. It didn't you know get much attention. But I don't. know. It was almost like a like an er, like called like a hipster wine movie or something yeah. which is not fair no not it's at not all. what this movie is yeah it's a brilliant movie this should have been best picture yeah absolutely um yeah totally agree so great choice i'm glad you picked that because that's a wonderful movie what do you got for number four uh, number four i have which i was shocked didn't win best picture when i prepared for the show the graduate 1967 oh, yeah. Uh, that year in the heat of the night one, mm. but, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, that film, uh, so yeah, the graduate Dustin Hoffman, I mean, his breakout Mrs. performance, Robinson. Mrs. Robinson. Also yeah, the for, soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the main thing I was going to say. I mean, first of all, that I arguably the best soundtrack ever in a movie. Uh, it fits so perfectly. Simon Sounds and Garfunkel are amazing, right? Uh, <laughs> For sure, brah. <laughs> now, I don't know if this was, because it's so long ago, I don't know if this was the kind of thing where it was released only on the soundtrack of the movie. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe this was like an exclusive sort of deal. Yeah. Well, you only heard this music, you had to buy the soundtrack. Yeah. Like um, I know uh, Paul Simon had written some of these songs before he even knew about this movie, but it just it just somehow fit. Yeah, I don't remember the exact story. But yeah, just a great, great, uh, again, uh, <laughs> an amazing picture so what, uh, for 1967. What, what I mean, movie? it's obviously the soundtrack. Uh, what was that? What one? 
Uh, in the heat of the night. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. In the heat of the night. But yeah, again, it's about a film about being stuck. Like I said, with Star Wars, being stuck in a place and you know having to you know live up to what your parents want you to do. But really, that's not what you want to do. It's a movie really about depression. You know, you're just kind of stuck in this lull, and then you get into this uh, relationship that you should not be in. It's about self destructive behaviors and yeah. how you're able to you know get through those and 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 just being selfish and not really realizing you know, what's, uh, what's right in front of you. Um, Dustin Hoffman is yeah, Dustin outstanding. Hoffman. Yeah, here. absolutely. And again, the, the, the soundtrack, I mean, it's about someone, he just graduated grad school. He's got his parents, you know, pressuring him to what do, are you do gonna this, do, next? do that. Yeah. What are you going to do next? He's and like wealthy, like, but he doesn't have yeah. any prospects. Yeah, absolutely. You're expected to, you know, do this thing, and then there's, you know, the, you know, you, you've accomplished these things, you know, grad school, and then it's just like the, the now what in life. So, I mean, he goes off and, you know, has an affair with this, uh, you know, older Mrs. woman, Robinson. Mrs. Robinson, and then, <laughs> you know, ultimately, you know, his parents then say, you know, we need you to date her daughter. Why don't right. you go ahead and take her out? And oh. He's a total jerk to her uh, when he first takes her out, and then, uh, I just he realizes he loves her and wants to track her down. Yeah, and he, and he's just uh, he, you know he starts he's basically he starts ruining people people's lives. I mean, he ruins uh, you know Mrs. Robinson's relationship just by falling in love with her her, her daughter and um, it. I don't know, just something about this movie. Again, I think the main thing about it is the the soundtrack. There's <laughs> a lot just, of style in this. Yeah, movie. a lot of style. Um, if for this time period must have been like a bit mind blowing. Yeah, to absolutely. Watch it then. I mean, because we've all been in, in that that point where like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just gonna, all right, I'm just gonna drink all day, chill yeah. in the pool, and uh... well, who doesn't know? I mean, very few of us are lucky enough to know what to really what to do. Any day of their life, <laughs> right? <laughs> Forever. Yeah. I mean, I can watch. I can imagine watching this now and being like, "Yes, I can still relate." Because you know, who really has a unless you're like a CEO of a company, right? Who has a real clear path of what's going to happen in the next five years? You know, we can all kind of relate to that mini depression of I, I don't know. Right. I'm yeah. going day by day here. Yeah. I'm just going to float in the pool because I, I don't know. I mean, maybe not. We're not necessarily. Physically floating in the pool, but kinda, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's it, it, yeah again for for the for the time. Yeah, it just touches on themes that almost seemed taboo at the time, uh, especially uh, like 1967. But uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, great call. Love that movie. movie. Love love the movie. And uh, yeah, to, shocked that it did not win Best Picture, and I think it this should have. Definitely should have. Uh, my number three. Um, and I, I don't know if this is uh, too obvious or I might get an argument. I don't know. But 1946, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> now this movie did not win Best Picture. No. Yeah. And this is a movie that is on TV every year. Now it's beyond, it's beyond, uh, just a normal, this is not a Christmas movie per se. It's got J- Jimmy Stewart, who I absolutely love. Uh, I think this movie is just its just a no-brainer. It's a beautiful movie. It's about a, a, a guy who falls in love and makes a family and just sort of just gets depressed about his situation. And it, it became uh, almost uh, just like Dr. Strangelove, which we talked about. This one became oddly relevant with uh, the Great Recession, with uh, bank runs yep. and 
you know, I, I remember you know seeing this as a kid, but then seeing it just a couple of years ago, being like, yeah, you know, if we don't all sort of stick together, then this whole thing can kind of fall apart, which it almost did just a few years ago. Uh, he's just an earnest man who just gets sad because he's trying to do the right thing and he wants to kill himself. Yep. And it's just about, you know, just appreciating what you have. And I think this is just a beautiful movie. And the fact that <laughs> here we are, this is 1940 freaking six. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. And you see the scene when uh, the Jimmy Stewart character, I can't remember his name now, uh, when he's in the drugstore and he gets slapped upside the head with his bleeding out of his ear. That's emotional. I mean, yeah. You feel it. You feel it so far away. You know, I mean, it's just it's such an old movie, but yet you see it and you're like, oh, I feel sad for this kid. Yeah, I, I, this this movie, it's not like, this isn't the kind of movie that was uh, overlooked and then became popular later. No. This movie was nominated for Best Picture. This movie was nominated for Best Director, Best Actor, uh, I, I believe it might be a couple other things, and it lost, and it should have won. This thing lost to, uh, well, hold on, I have a, uh, best best years of our lives. <laughs> I have no idea what yeah. that movie is. I mean, that that just goes to say how great of a film "It's a Wonderful Life" was that yeah. everyone's heard of it. If it's it's, it's a wonderful life, uh, I don't get tired of this movie. Yeah, this movie is timeless. It's about the basics of the human condition, just being happy for the family and the life that you have. Because maybe you are better than you think you are. Right. You know, because if you are gone, then people will miss you. Yeah. You know, because when you leave, this is going to set off a chain reaction of things that will be irrevocably harmed. Right. Because your little good deeds that you feel like you're not being recognized for have actually kind of held up the world. Yeah. You know? And all you need to do is just go home and people tell you they love you and it just like melts your heart. Right. I love It's a Wonderful Life. And this is just, you know, this should be just be the best picture. Yeah, it's it's. This shocking. is a no brainer. Yeah, me. I mean, I don't know if people thought of it different back then, but yeah, I mean, it's just a movie that's held up, and like you said, it plays every year, and it's just yeah. something that's it gets me yeah. every time. Absolutely, yeah, I yeah, everything you said, I totally agree with. <laughs> so I can't, uh, not much more to say on that. Uh, what my, do you got for number three? My number three is Apocalypse Now. Well, okay. So, well, we've settled that you want argue. me to go ahead? And, you want me to do my number two then, and then you'll yeah. do your number two? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So my number two uh, is one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, is E.T. the Extraterrestrial? Oh, Steven wow. Spielberg, nineteen eighty-two. Look at you. I know. Uh, <laughs> the film that did win that year was Gandhi uh, with Ben Kingsley. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, <laughs> So, I mean, first of all, E.T. is a great coming-of-age tale. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I feel it's been, it's just written off as, oh, that's just a kid's movie. Uh, you know, that's just how it's been written off over the years. Uh, just, But it, it's so much more than that uh, to me. I mean, this is another movie that gets me every time. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's about a kid. I mean, we've all, again, been there. I guess I pick the movies that you know people are just distraught and you know don't know their place in the world is i guess my theme um but, <laughs> but uh but yeah it, it it disappoints me that just people again people write this off as a kid's movie yeah um uh i mean first of all i mean it's it, it, I love the choice for Spielberg to put 
he basically puts you in a 10-year-old's shoes. Uh, you know, he puts you in a 10-year-old's shoes. I think that might be what people misconstrue is why it's a kid's movie, but because yeah, you know, the, one, one of the choices is showing the adults from the waist right, down. Yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, the only, you know, adult you see is basically the mom, uh, especially, true. you know, in the first, you know, two acts of the film. Um, it's almost like Charlie Brown right, in a way. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you're put in this 10-year-old's shoes. You're like, okay, so you know what it's like to be in a 10-year-old. You know, he's getting made fun of his body his brother you know he's the middle child you know his sister is the you know the the youngest drew barrymore um you know obviously she gets more attention um you know he's his parents are divorced his dad's off with sally in mexico yeah um and you know he's got nothing i mean he's he, he's lost um and then here comes this alien you know this this, <laughs> this alien yeah it sounds silly it a strange sounds little creature yeah, yeah strange little creature but uh it, it's it helps it, him figure out his like you said, like his place in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, obviously the 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 choice of the actors. Uh, but yeah, obviously it's a story about friendship and just uh, o- overcoming your 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 loneliness and being an outsider. Yeah, you have like your own little world. Yeah, and you don't care about cops and government, whatever they're doing in their tents. You're just trying to help this thing. This creature that has become your friend. Yeah. And you'll do anything you can to help him and make him happy. Yeah. And yeah, it's 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 brilliant in that way, you know, you don't it, it it's not about what they want. It's about you having this connection with this creature because you don't you're kind of unsatisfied. You're Dad's gone, like you said. Right. Yeah. He, he. This is his. This is Elliot's purpose. Right. Yeah. Is to help Ad. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It gives. It, it gives is him emotional. a purpose. Yeah. It's absolutely emotional. Hundred percent. It, it teaches him how to love, how to, how to, how, and also how to be selfless. I mean, for because because Et becomes sick. You yeah. know, He becomes sick. So yeah. You know, Elliot's gonna find his way to you know go home. He could have selfishly been like, no, I want you here with me. You're, you know, I want you, but. It's about being selfless. It's about, it's, you know, letting go and, you know, sad. being able, yeah. yes, it's like, yes, you know, uh, I'll be sad when they go, but ultimately this is going to save their life for them to be able to go home. Otherwise he's dead. You mm-hmm. know, he's a, he's a goner, you know, especially he's got the themes of the government, you know, wanting to do experiments, do experiments on it, things like that. Figure out what it is, what you, what you get as an adult, but when you're a kid, they're all bad guys. Yeah. And, it, you know, it teaches you to, <laughs> that's to, the mindset you get into. They're bad. Like, it's just about the kids. It's just about them. Right, doing that thing absolutely. So I mean, he can still be happy. It's a learning experience for him. He still can still you know be be happy that he had this time with this with this friend, you know. But ultimately, it's about being there in their heart because that's one of the most gets me every time. Et very end because <laughs> Elliot's been saying this to him the, the subtly throughout the entire movie. I'll be right here. I'll be right here. You're you're assuring that person that you'll always be right here, but Don't when, when when E. T. says it to Elliot at the very end with that gorgeous John Williams music, it means you know I'll be right here, but in your heart, you know I'm gonna always be here in your heart. He's always gonna have that feeling of knowing that you know that person, you know, no matter how far away, they're thinking of me. You know, they're they're you know I I have someone that loves me, um, and it just again with the the music and just the themes of that just and if you've ever felt like an outsider or, or felt alone in your life just it, it it really hits home and just just watching it with my kids now i still get choked up at the end just again it, <laughs> it's cool. not a kids movie it's a lot deeper than that like yeah. it's just it's 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 so is this it, is this spielberg's best 
To me, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is in my top five movies of all time. So, <laughs> 1982. 1982, yep. <laughs> so, again, I, I told you before the show I was going to be passionate about it. Yeah. E. My, I, I think it's I think something it's about it. Like, you know, when I tell people it's in my top five, they kind of just laugh it off. But honestly, it's. it's just, and who won in 82? Uh, Gandhi. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah so, Oof. um,. So yeah, I mean that's what I have for ET. I could probably go on and on, but yeah, that's that's my number two. <laughs> I've got no argument. It's a it's a great movie, <laughs> yeah. and I mean considering well the cultural impact. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but just you know, pure filmmaking impact. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was nominated for best picture. I mean, it was. It, it's it, not like it was just this. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not it's silly not a, '80s kids movie. Like, right. It, yeah. This was well crafted, well done. Yep. Yeah. Good call. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, my number two, 1958, Vertigo. Nice. And this lost to <laughs> uh, Ben-Hur, which is fair. In yeah, that's fair. Okay. But but um, I love... I, I've only come um, into contact with Hitchcock only recently. Okay. And this movie is incredible. This is the kind of movie where you watch where it sits in your head for like a week. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Vertigo is maybe the best, maybe the best movie ever made. Uh, I'd only put it behind maybe Raging Bull and the two first, really? first two okay. God- Godfathers. So you're going best. Okay. I'm saying this is wow. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm going. So it, to me, this is almost another no-brainer. Well, it should have won. It wasn't even nominated. Uh, and, and for the, for the Academy, okay. So for me to watch it now and to say, "Holy cow, my mind has been blown," after this movie has been replicated because the plot is just so suspenseful and the yeah. twists are great. And for it not to win. Uh, and for me, for a modern a modern uh, watcher to, to to see it and see how incredible it is, it's almost like a it's a ripoff or a travesty. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Vertigo is number two. Uh, this is a movie that I, I I'm going to insist on that we do at some point yes. in the future. I mean, so far, I mean, a lot of these movies we've talked about on this list, I want to dissect and <laughs> and dig deep into. This so. has Kim Novak. Uh, beautiful Kim Novak and Jimmy Stewart, who is this is my second Jimmy Jeremy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Room. I that was uh, that no that that was Sean Connery. No, it's, it's close <laughs> okay. actually. He's kind of a he he is the Jimmy Stewart is the original but better Tom Hanks. He's Jimmy Stewart is the everyman. Yeah, where you absolutely. can put any hat on him and he can do it. So, right. Uh, I love Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Only second to Robert De Niro is my favorite. Actor. Right. So he is incredible in this movie. It's about obsession. It's about uh, your idea of something. It's an ideal that you can never actually reach because you, it's uh, you're obsessed with with something with this woman, and what it means is that when you get it in real life, it never can actually satisfy what is actually in your head, and it's a crazy thought because we have these ideas of. Men, women, whatever, and we're never really quite satisfied because our ideas of what we think they are, uh, the reality never meets it. Right. 
And this movie explores that idea of, of, of wanting love, of wanting love of someone. And you have this image of this woman. And she can never actually, uh, in real life, quench that sort of thirst that goes on inside of you. And Jimmy Stewart's kind of not a nice guy in this. Yeah. And the twists in it, when I see it, I'm like, my mind was blown when I first <laughs> saw this thing. Yeah. So, to me, this is, what. well, because I feel like this is one of the best movies ever made, the fact that it never made Best Picture uh, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, so... I, I yeah I can't wait to revisit it because I, I I saw once years ago so I, I definitely have to revisit that but uh, but yeah that's, that is my I I love Vertigo yeah. and there we go good what do you got I like it I like it all right so no, we're number one all right uh, mine is very recent uh, very 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 recent um, and it actually did win Best Picture for about two and a half minutes. Uh, thanks to Warren Beatty um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with 2016's La La Land. Oh, there you Ryan go. Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. So I mean, do you this... think there was some shenanigans with the envelope? Or... Nah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly think it was just a mistake. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Moonlight. I did see Moonlight. That's that. what actually did win that year. I did see it. It was a good film. But like you said at the beginning of the show, it does, you know, Oscars can get political and, and, and things like that. Yeah, and we're it, talking about movies that are going to, that we think are, we have or we think will transcend time. Right, absolutely. And La La Land to me, I mean, obviously it's been described over and over again as a lo- uh, love letter to to Hollywood, uh, things like that. Um, but uh, but it's just a, I'm a dreamer, okay? I'm a dreamer, and this is a movie for and about dreamers to me. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it, but there's it, a bit of realism in yeah, this. Yeah, realism, too. because it's got a bittersweet ending. I mean, it's not just you, your dream's not going to always end up exactly how you you know would expect it to be that's hollywood you're, right? you're, yeah you're not always going to get the you know girl of your dreams plus have the job of your dreams the life of your dreams there's going to be some alterations of it your your dreams are going to shift your dreams are going to change yeah. a little you know there's going to be different versions of your dream um you know whether that's being with the person you love uh well or, how do you yeah how do you do it i mean we yeah we hear these you know great uh, hollywood couples or famous couples the last one was I guess Chris Pratt and oh. Anna Ferris. I know oh. I, I cried so hard uh, <laughs> but you know she was famous right. first yeah, and then he became a massive star absolutely and how do you balance that yeah I'm gonna go filming for two months and god knows where and you're just supposed to hold down the fort yeah. emotionally and I'm gonna show back up and we're just gonna pick right back up where we were. Yep. Or in the case of La La Land, I'm gonna go on tour with uh, with John Legend. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what I think he wanted, you know. I'm, right. I'm doing this, That's you know. You, you, his dream. Yeah, his dream, yeah, is to be a successful musician, but you can tell he's not he's not really happy with it. But you know, he's doing it for her, you know, because this he thought that's what she wanted. Right. You know? Um but uh but yeah, that that whole ending scene with them, you know, getting a glimpse of what their life could have been, but yeah. at the same time, you know, that's just a dream, you know. We do have these dream- fantasies where, you know, oh, if only I did this, you know, this this you know, this could have happened or this could have happened. You know, it's a, it's definitely a movie about, you know, the grasses over greener on the other side yeah i mean i'm not even uh, at all a, a musical guy i think yeah ridiculous yeah, that's... and stupid and they make no sense yeah but this one pulled me in yeah absolutely because i mean the, the i mean yeah i mean i'm not a musical guy at all but the music you know pulled me in but you know 
more so the story pulled me in. You know, the story I was invested in these characters. I yeah. I fell in love with these two characters and wanted to know where they ended up. But the and music that, was actually good. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, this it's, wasn't it's, a cheesy yeah, score. It's, it's Damien Chazelle who did Whiplash, which yeah. is a great, you know, oh, Whiplash was uh, absolutely uh, that. That's an honorable mention for me. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, it's just La La Land. I mean, it's just every time I watch it. I mean, I, I do see this as a masterpiece. I think it's just uh, a movie. Some people might not get. Um, but I, I just like the realism of it. You know, it's not well, always gonna be, it's not always gonna be a happily ever after movie. No, well, that's kind of what I liked about it. Just but like life. Twenty sixteen was a was a there's a lot of good movies. Absolutely, I mean, you know, say Arrival, which we did. Yeah, I mean that was almost that's worthy of a best picture. Yeah, in any year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, La La Land. That's a great call. I mean, certainly uh, over the winter. Yes. Yeah, and it's 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 what always it's what a movie was always meant to be like as a movie. Like at one point, they're just flying through the the air with music, you know. And it's, it's a bit just of like, fantasy, yeah, fantasy That's movie. Okay. But at the same time, yeah, it's, you it's got like that Hollywood. realism. Yeah. You got that realism at the end. Like, hey, we didn't end up together, but hey, we're still. Yeah. You know, look at us now. Like, thank I you. I liked it. Like, I'm glad I had you in my life to you know you let me grow. You yeah. let me you know get to where I needed to be. So yeah, La La Land will always have a place in my heart. To me, it was the best picture of 2016 ah, great call thanks man <laughs> uh my number one which may not come as a surprise to many considering we've already done this movie uh 1980s raging bull not familiar what's, uh, <laughs> what's that one <laughs> i mean that's yeah i mean i was definitely gonna include that i knew you were gonna have of it course so I, I, I wanted was. i wanted to play a little different but yeah, yeah i mean that's well we tend to do this yeah. except we happen to sink on apocalypse now yes <laughs> but uh, to me, this is the movie that should have won Best Picture. You know, in a way, this is the sort of movie that should win Best Picture. Absolutely. This is a, a bit of an art movie. Uh, this is Martin Scorsese's masterpiece mm-hmm. film. This may be, by Robert De Niro, the greatest performance by an actor ever. With debate, I get it. But this, nah, he is. This may be the best performance of all time, it, at least arguably, right? Yeah. De Niro's performance makes this movie, uh, and this is, uh, and I wonder almost if the if the Academy has then switched on effect of uh, uh, as a consequence of not choosing. Raging Bull, where it picks what they think are art movies with amazing performances. Because That's what it. won that year? Uh, ordinary People, <laughs> which nobody watches and no. nobody cares about, right? So I, I, it's almost like the the Academy of today uh, would have awarded the, the best picture to Raging Bull. Yeah, I think so. You know? And I wonder if they do that now because of their mistake with this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Raging Bull came out in any other year, I mean, uh, I mean, I would hope so. Anyways, I mean, 1979. If it came out then, I mean, that was uh, uh, Kramer versus Kramer, right? Yeah, with Apocalypse Now. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, this feels like this actually feels like the movie that uh, that would be tailor made for the Academy to love. Yeah, uh, but it lost, and it should have won. And this is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is Scorsese's masterpiece. It may, you know, you might uh, find people that enjoy Scorsese, a uh, different Scorsese's more, and I, I get it. Um, there is no better De Niro performance, in my opinion. 
This is a best, best picture movie. There's yeah. no doubt about it. This is number one for me. This should have won. This is a brilliant movie. This is this is a bit. It doesn't have mass appeal because of how just crazy this movie can be. Yeah. And, and it's in black and white. Even for not to win best picture, I mean for Scorsese not to even win best director for it, it's like it's just it's it's a robbery. Yeah, it's absolutely. To but keep yeah, this whole thing together, which he did. Yeah. Uh, this is a story, I guess, that he didn't even really want in the beginning, but he ended up tying it all up together brilliantly. Yeah, all the the the, the technique he does in this film—it's brilliant. This is an amazing movie. This is one of the best films ever made. This is <laughs> must yeah. have won Best Picture in, in a just universe. This would win Best Picture, so yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I cannot argue with that choice. I think that's a great number one, uh, and yeah, that that would have made my list if I wasn't being a little, you know. Strategic. You knew I wasn't a bit crazy yes. here with Raging Bull. <laughs> Absolutely, it's one of my. Favorites. I mean, and if you guys really want to know what we think of it, if you really want to hear our in-depth thoughts of it, about it, be sure to listen to our Raging Bull episode that we did uh, a couple months ago. Uh, you can check that out on iTunes, Absolutely. SoundCloud, any podcasting app. Uh, we are on YouTube now, so we do have a video version of the show. So, hello, YouTube folks. Be sure to subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are our films that we think should have won uh, Best Picture. Obviously, it's all subjective. I mean, it, it doesn't I don't think matter. so. This is actually a de- oh, yeah, this, definitive list. <laughs> this is a definitive <laughs> list. But yeah, I'm a big like I said, I'm a big Oscar guy. The the a big Oscar guy. The Oscars are like my movie Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I, yeah, there is politics involved. There is Hollywood patting themselves on the back. But it just to me, when it, when someone wins an Oscar, especially yeah. like acting Oscars, directing, it means something. It means they go down in history you know that's part of history now that's what this is about that's movie hall of fame right yeah and this here is us saying look you guys maybe got it wrong yeah absolutely yeah that's okay yeah i agree we we love the oscars we 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 both uh it it is a measuring stick yeah but they don't always get it right exactly exactly and maybe yeah maybe we'll do like an actor one next time who should have won best actor things like that i don't know but we'll put a poll on twitter (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's that's our show i mean uh that's uh let us know what we what you guys think should have won best picture in certain years we'd love to hear from you follow us on twitter at blockbustercast and tweet us what uh what you think should have won best picture best picture uh follow our personal accounts uh i am at bc cord and i am at dave underscore quist and be sure to follow our uh, main collaborator, Mr. Michael Brennan, at MB Movie Guy. He's a real professional. Yeah, he's a professional for U.S. Film Magazine. Yeah, he be can sure provide uh, opinions that exceed anything we could ever <laughs> dream of because he's a pro and we're just we're just a couple of guys. Absolutely. All <laughs> right. As always, my friend, it's love talking movies with you. And uh, let's let's do it again sometime. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, folks. That is it for us. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what your favorite best picture or what should have won best picture to you. But anyways, that's it for us. For Davo, I'm Ben Secord. We'll catch you guys at the movies. <laughs>